Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. In 1972, Title IX was signed into law. This prohibited discrimination based on sex and changed the game for girls and women in sports across the nation. To learn more, the Greater Columbus Sports Commission and iHeartRadio invite you to listen to the new podcast, Starting Nine Up. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls and women's sports with the Columbus Connection. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or your favorite podcast platform. It's uh, time again. Here we go. Matt Connerton unleashed a little bit of uh, gremlins there, I think, in the uh, in the system for those of you listening live. <laughs> Sorry about that. The song ended and I tried to hit the uh, theme music and it just wasn't playing. Yeah, that happens. But uh, you know what? Probably now that winter, it's uh, I believe it's the first day of winter. So I think uh, I think the equipment just froze. Anyway, welcome, everybody. It's Matt Connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. Streaming uh, at WMNHradio.org. And of course, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. As we say hello to our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. I would say we've gone global, but that's already been taken. But uh, anyway, that's a a very inside joke. But uh, welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, December 21, 2021, and I am not alone. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not for a Louisiana man. So raw's enough that both are faded love and let's all dance. If you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the band. Yeehaw, there he is, Texas Mike in the house. Yeehaw. How are you? Oh, that sounded uh, interrogative, Texas Mike, like there was a question mark at the end. Like you weren't sure whether you should yeehaw or not. Yeehaw. Oh, there we go. There we go. I am having a uh, difficult time. I apologize to our... Uh, folks who like to listen to the show on the Facebook. I'm having a, a hard time staying connected to Facebook. It seems to be, I'm going to try this one more time, but there may be, a, I wonder if there's another outage happening or something. 
like we had uh, a couple of months ago or however long ago it was. But, uh, yeah, Facebook is being a little difficult. Let me try this uh, one more time. Ah, it's not, uh, it's just not, not happening. Oh, here we go. Let me try this uh, one more time. We'll see what happens here. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, whether you're listening uh, in your car during your afternoon commute or the uh, live audio stream, of course, if you are trying to listen on Facebook, I appreciate your patience. And uh, now we'll see what happens. Maybe third time's a charm. Rocky Huber's in the chat room, says it's working. All right. All right. Facebook is glitchy, but what do you want for free, right? But I do believe that it will improve exponentially once it becomes meta. Someday, I mean, apparently they're not going to actually change the name in the near future, but someday, Texas Mike, Facebook will be meta. It'll be a metaverse. Yes, it is. Are you excited? Yes, I am. Yes, yes. You'll be able to go around branding cattle in the mega, uh, the, the metaverse. Yes, I will. Or megaverse. Uh, may, maybe that'll be a thing as well. Very exciting. Modern technology. Very, very exciting. If you know how to use it, of course. Uh, let's see. I do want to say, remind you all, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street. You know what makes a great gift? Get a uh, a gift card. I forget if they have gift cards or gift certificates at the Hopknot, but... One or the other, either way, same idea. Uh, that would make a great gift for someone special. The Hopknot in the uh, Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street, right across the street. Don't go there today. Monday and Tuesday is their weekend, but they are open Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, Thursday nights, they have Trivia Night, hosted by the great Bill Cini. Uh, Friday nights, of course, they have live entertainment. Uh, they've got uh, big uh, karaoke. Are you going to the uh, karaoke event uh, coming up New Year's Eve there at the Hopknot, uh, Texas Mike? Maybe, maybe not. Don't know what my plans are yet. Ah, now do you know? You know what I'm going to ask you. What do, you, do you know who you're spending your New Year's Eve with? Not sure yet on that Eva. Mm-hmm. Uh, what goes into a decision like that? Um. Basically, what. I know what my work schedule is. It just depends on what their work, what their work schedule is, and right, what, like, like Angela was on a on a boy, but now she's got a full time job. So, uh-huh. so now I have to maneuver around that if I want to go out with her. So yes, and basically same thing with Debbie too. Ah, uh, yes. Now, what if uh, what happens, Texas Mike? What uh, what if you're in a situation where they both come to you and they say, uh, Mikey, uh, each of them says to you, I want to spend a New Year's Eve with you. I want you to be the man I smooch at midnight. What if they both come to you and say that? What do you do then? Then you're in a pickle, right? You're in a predicament. You got to make a choice. Yes, I do. And that is going to be, maybe that will be the choice, perhaps in that moment. Maybe that will be the moment where you decide, which one of these lovely ladies will officially become your life mate? Maybe, maybe. Oh, okay. Well, I hope you'll uh, keep us uh, posted on that. Yeah. Yes, yes. What about, uh, will you be uh, seeing either of them for Christmas or Christmas Eve? Will one of them uh, become your mistress for Christmas? Unfortunately, I won't see either of them for Christmas or Christmas Eve. Oh, Okay. All right. By the way, the mistress for Christmas was, of course, a reference to the ACDC song. 
it, uh, which I opened the show with today. It is one of the few. I don't know if you've picked this up about me, Mikey. I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not a big Christmas music guy. You know what I mean? I don't. Uh, you're not gonna. Uh, you're not gonna hear me uh, humming jingle bells when I walk into the room or anything like that. But, uh, but that is one of the few. I like uh, one of the few Christmas songs I like. I like Mistress for Christmas by ACDC. I like. Uh, I know. People probably don't think it's a Christmas song, but it is on their Christmas album. Uh, I like Yak Shaving Day uh, by Ren and Stimpy. Uh, I believe uh, the yak shaving falls on the same day as Christmas. So it's, uh, you know, so it counts, right? It's yes. not not confusing. Uh, perhaps I'll play that uh, today at the break. Uh, we do have an exciting show for you today. Texas Mike is here. Also joining us at the news desk in the second hour, Mike Sutterth for his weekly Tweakonomics segment. Uh, tomorrow on the show, I will be joined in studio by, and I do love to say his name on the air, Alfredo Enrique Benavides. I believe uh, his friends call him Fredo, but uh, but when he shows up in my Facebook live chat, it's his full name, Alfredo Enrique Benavides. Yes. And I just think it's fun to say. Yes. Yes. So uh, he will be here tomorrow. Uh, he's going to come in and we're going to talk about music and politics, and that will be a lot of fun. Thursday on the show... Uh, we're going to be joined in the second hour by the People's Mayor, Glenn R.J. Ouellette. Uh, he wants to, um, I talked to him a little bit before the show, and he wants to talk about, he said something. Now, I had not heard this, and in fact, I'm going to look it up quickly. He said something about the Republican Party possibly uh, splitting off another party that uh, Liz Cheney will be a part of. Uh, I always find that kind of talk uh, turns out to be nothing. Um, and it certainly wouldn't be productive because then you just end up splitting the vote. Uh, nothing comes up when I Google it. Uh, I think uh, Glenn uh, may have been hallucinating. We'll see. But uh, if you would like to join us today, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. Uh, you can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And of course, you are welcome to interact and opine in the Facebook live chat, which does seem to be, I guess the third time was a charm. Uh, it, the, uh, live feed does seem to be continuing uninterrupted and I see a lot of people in the uh, live chat. So that's, that's good. Uh, but, uh, you can interact and opine in there, but the best thing to do, of course, so that we may hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. I do want to say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Rocky Huber joins us and says it's working. So good, good. The, uh, the feed is stable. Uh, let's see. Melanie La Liberty from the great state of Vermont says, great, then I'll be in meta jail. You know, eventually, Mikey, it'll, it won't be Facebook jail anymore. It'll be meta jail. Yes. Yes. Um, let's see. Mike Palapita joins us in the chat. Mike, of course, from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Angela Philbrook joins us and says, good afternoon. Thomas Bennett, uh, better known as DJ Loud from the great state of Michigan, says, heck, I could have named Facebook a better name than Meta. By the way, hello, Matt and Texas Mike. Hello, Loud. Nice to see you. Uh, let's see. Rocky Huber says, can we get some uh, Christmas karaoke from Texas Mike? Uh, not today. Uh, but I do uh, recommend, it was uh, a couple of weeks ago, Texas Mike, you joined us on Retro Spectrum Radio. Yes, and that will be on again on New Year's Eve. 
Yes, that's right. Yes, good. Yeah. I'm glad you uh, mentioned that. Absolutely. Uh, DJ Midas is in the chat room. Uh, Midas, of course, part of the WMNH family, the host of Late Night Delight, which you can hear every Saturday night from 12 midnight all the way to 4 a.m. with a replay on Sunday. Midas says, we've been singing Ding Dong, Fries Are Done all day. I'd love to hear Matt and Mike sing it as well. Uh, I shan't be singing about, uh, oh, it was no, it's Ding Fries Are Done. I said Ding Dong Fries Are I don't know why I said that. I was thinking of Ding Dongs, the, uh, the uh, snack. The snacks, yes. Oh, now I'm craving, uh, well, see, I don't want to finish that sentence because that'll sound really wrong. Um, not that there would be anything wrong with that. It's, uh, you know, it's almost 2022. It's just not my flavor of, uh, you see, that doesn't sound right either. You understand where I'm headed or where I'm trying not to go, Texas Mike. Yes, I know. You know, I, uh, I love everyone, but not in that way. Uh, not that there would be anything wrong with loving everyone in that way. Except uh, if I loved everyone in that way, I think that would make me pansexual, which I am not. Uh, anyway, so now that we've established that, or reestablished it, uh, 603-250-6007 is the number, 603-250-6007. Oh, Easy G joins us in the uh, Facebook live chat. And uh, it, it was an overnight, the karaoke show, Texas Mike. I don't know what that means. I don't understand that sentence, EZG. Do you? Um, it's okay if you don't. I sure don't. Um, you might need to retype that with some uh, modified syntax. Um, so yesterday, at the end of the show, and uh, we didn't really have a chance to get into it because it was uh, at the end of the show, but that uh, the news was breaking, but... Jenny shared with us that uh, our former president, Donald Trump, was at this. He's doing this uh, this tour with uh, Bill O'Reilly. And, um, wow, I forget what state they were in. But they're doing this uh, tour now. And uh, not the first tour of this kind that, uh, or not the first tour that Bill O'Reilly has done, where he's uh, hit the road and played all the hits. No, he's not a musician, but he did a, a number of years ago, he did a tour with Dennis Miller, where I think Dennis Miller did a set of con of comedy and Bill O'Reilly maybe told some jokes. I don't know what Bill O'Reilly did. Maybe he uh, brought out a loofah sponge and, uh, you know, that's a, some of you will know the reference if you remember uh, some things about Bill O'Reilly. I don't know exactly what he did. Maybe he came out and freaked out like in that uh, clip from Inside Edition. But uh, And then I think they did something together. They took questions from the audience or something. So it looks like O'Reilly and Trump are doing something similar. Ticket sales have been a little soft. But, um, but here's uh, what was interesting about this event that just happened. And the, and the video has been going around. And I'm going to play the audio for you. Um, so there's a moment, I assume it was early in the event, where O'Reilly and Trump are sitting there. They've got microphones. They're interacting uh, with each other and presumably with the audience. And the subject came up of vaccinations. And uh, Bill O'Reilly stated uh, very firmly he is vaccinated. He had his uh, booster shot. And Trump, the same. And um, Trump went on to, um, you know, talk about the importance of that. And he got some booze from the audience. 
But he handled it a little bit differently than the last time he was in front of a crowd of people and talked about getting vaccinated and there were boos. And the last time I remember that that happened, at least there was a a really a high-profile moment, was back in August at a rally in Alabama where he talked about getting vaccinated and he said, you know, everyone, please get vaccinated. And and, uh, the crowd started booing him for that. Or they they weren't really booing him. They would never boo him per se, but they were, uh, I don't know, booing uh, science or uh, medicine, whatever. Whatever they're booing in that moment. And um, and Trump immediately kind of backpedals. You know, he says, please get vaccinated. It's important to get vaccinated. The crowd starts booing. And then Trump says, oh, but, you know, your freedom is important, too. You know, got to got to protect your freedoms. You know, you have freedom, you know, uh, sort of uh, to say seemingly in the moment to say, well, you know, I don't I don't necessarily mean it if you really don't want to do it, whatever, um, because he, I think, was a little surprised that they were booing him. But this was different. This was different. This event with O'Reilly, I'm going to play the audio for you, and then I want to talk about some of the reactions, some of the ways that people are reacting to this moment. And and then I want to tell you what my reaction is, because I have thoughts about this as well. But uh, here it is. This is just a little bit of the audio. Don't let them take it away. Don't take it away from ourselves. You're playing that. You're playing right into their hands when you sort of like, oh, the vaccine. If you don't want to take it, you shouldn't be forced to take it. No mandates. But take credit, because we saved tens of millions of lives. Take credit. Don't let them take that away from you. Okay, so the president made news. Do you agree with that? Right? Both the president and I are vaxxed. And uh, did you get the booster? Yes. I got it, too. Okay, so... Um... Oh, don't, 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 no, no. That's all. It's a very tiny group of them. So, um, Trump, well, first of all, let me just say, so there's been reaction to this. Uh, I, just from what I saw last night and this morning, I don't see a lot of reaction on the right. People are kind of ignoring it, but on the left, there's some reaction. And there's a lot of, um, a lot of it is kind of dismissive just from what I've seen from different people and on different podcasts and so forth. Like, oh, he's saying this now, but, you know, he should have been saying this sooner. And, you know, just, he's still just kind of not being very forceful about it and so on. And um, so there's a lot of cynicism. Um, Some people saying that, oh, he's only saying this because now he's afraid that all of his voters are going to die because, you know, he's probably running in 2024. He will definitely be the Republican nominee if he does decide to run, et cetera. You know, and, you know, you, you can't, d- dead people can't vote. Uh, I know Republicans will tell you that in every election, dead people do vote uh, for Democrats, but uh, dead people can't actually vote. And and so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of cynicism around this. Some people are kind of giving him credit for this, but saying, you know, it doesn't excuse his lack of being forceful and encouraging his followers to get the vaccine, et cetera. So, but there's an element to what he said in his comments there that I think people are missing. And so I want to give you my reaction to what he did there. I mean, first of all, I like that. it You know, it wasn't like it was, hello to uh, Polly C, by the way, in the chat room. He says, Merry Christmas, big fan. Merry Christmas, Polly C from Retro Spectrum Radio. It wasn't like back in that rally back in August in Alabama, where, again, he mentions 
he's vaccinated. He encourages people to get vaccinated, but he's kind of mealy mouthed about it. You know, as, as soon as he hears a few a few boos, he kind of backpedals and says, "Well, you know, you gotta, you know, you have your freedoms. You have your freedoms," which is sort of code for saying, "Ah, eh, you don't have to get vaccinated. Who cares, right?" But he doesn't do that here. When they start booing him, instead of backing down and immediately going to, well, no, no, okay, you know, you have your freedom, of course. He's, he says, no, 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 don't boo, don't boo. This is important. But he does something else that's really interesting. And this is smart. There's something that I think people are missing that he did in that moment that I think is very smart. And, you know, you could probably count on one hand the number of times you've heard me say that Trump did something smart. You know, I'm, I'm, if you're a regular listener, if you're a longtime listener, you certainly know I'm not a big fan of the guy. I have far more criticism uh, for him than I do credit to offer. But when he gets it right, he gets it right. He did something smart here in those comments when he said to that crowd, because something Trump is good at, I don't think he was a good president, and I disagree with him on a lot of things, but he is good at branding and marketing. He understands that, and he understands his audience. When Trump said to that crowd, don't let them take it away from you, don't let them take the credit. We've saved, I, f- I forget, I think he threw some numbers around, like, you know, we've probably saved millions of lives or however he said it. But he said, we've saved lives with this vaccine, with these vaccines, three of them uh, in the United States. We've saved lives, countless lives. Don't let them take it away from you. Don't let them take the credit. That, I thought, was clever because what he's doing there is he is appealing to the egos of the people in that crowd, appealing to the ego. Don't let them take this away from you is what he's saying to them. That's smart. That's smart because what he did back in August didn't work at all. I guarantee you, you know, Mentioning getting vaccinated, and then when people start booing, saying, no, oh, but, you know, you got your freedom, so whatever. No, no, no. This this might have actually saved a few people. Probably, I don't know, I don't know if anyone in that crowd was persuaded by that particular moment, but I bet you some were at least a few. Hey, if it saves even one life, if it convinced even one person in that crowd to go get vaccinated, that's a good thing. That might be one less person taking up an ICU bed in a hospital. But I thought that was clever, and I... I haven't seen or heard anyone else really pick up on that specific thing. Um, Part of it might be, you know, I'm looking at it from the uh, uh, perspective of I'm a hypnotherapist. And one of the things that you learn in learning how to do hypnotherapy and hypnosis is you learn how to use language in very specific ways and use certain words and certain phrases to uh, appeal to people, particularly the subconscious mind, of course. And so I noticed things like that, and I thought that was a smart way to play it. He's saying, this is ours. I did this. I did this during my presidency. I mean, he didn't say this explicitly. This is implicit. He said, basically, implicitly, he's saying, I did this during my presidency. I started Operation Warp Speed. We have these vaccines because of me. So this is ours, and you're a part of me. You're a part of my movement. You're MAGA, right? So don't let them, them, of course, being Biden, the Democrats, don't let them steal this from you. He personalized it, and he appealed to everyone's ego. 
I think that was very smart and very clever. And like I said, I don't know the effect it will have. Now, of course, of course, um, those who uh, criticize him, you know, as, as I very much often do myself, will say, okay, that's nice. That's a nice moment. He did the right thing there. He said the right thing. He didn't back down when they started booing. That's wonderful. But it's all much, much, much too little. Much, 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 much too late. To which I would say, you're right. It is too little too late. But I believe in positive reinforcement. (laughs) Okay? So, yes, it is too little too late. Here's what Trump should have done. First of all, he should have conceded the election when he lost. Uh, he should have uh, done everything he could to make sure that the transition uh, began immediately and so forth, right? And then he should have said, he should have told his followers, he should have told Republicans, he should have told his voters, look, okay, I lost. Joe Biden will be inaugurated in January. We need, we're, we're still in the throes of this terrible pandemic. We need to get through this. So we need to all band together and we need to support the new president and we need to... Uh, get through this pandemic and the vaccines are coming. You know, I don't care if he wants to take full credit for Operation Warp Speed. I have no problem with that. I think it's fair. Uh, President Biden, in fact, in his comments today, he even made reference to the prior administration. He didn't say Trump by name, but he made reference to the prior administration initiating that project and then his own administration, uh, you know, successfully uh, dispensing the, the the product, the vaccines, right? So, but that's what Trump should have done. And it should have been a let's band together and defeat this virus instead of, well, pretty much the opposite because that's what Trump does. Trump loves division and Trump makes everything us versus them. Now, in this moment with that audio I just played, he continues with the us versus them. Now, I don't like us versus them because I'd like for us to all be in this together. I'd like for us to all get vaccinated. I'd like for us to all put this whole nightmare behind us. And then hopefully it doesn't happen again until another hundred years because it seems to happen about every century or so. So hopefully we don't have to go through all of this again in our lifetimes, but I, I want to get through it. But um, so I don't like us versus them because it's unproductive and it hinders everything and it makes it really hard to get big things done. Big things like getting through a pandemic, okay? So I don't like it. But that's the only thing Trump knows how to do. In this particular moment, us versus them is probably the only thing that works with that crowd. They're never, if, uh, you know... I, I can only imagine the booing he would have gotten if he had said, you know, I think we need to all uh, put partisanship behind us and, and we need to work with Democrats and we need to work with President Biden to get this done, get people vaccinated, get people boosted, all of it. That wasn't going to work with that crowd and that wasn't going to work in Trump's head because he doesn't think that way. He's not wired for that. Us versus them? Not crazy about it, but in this particular instance, it's probably the next best thing. Again, I give him credit. That was smart. When he says to them, don't let them take this away from us. Smart. Imagine your new bathroom. 
a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bath Fitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bath Fitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. June 23, 1972, the world of women's sports changed forever. Now, 50 years after Title IX became law, we're celebrating with a podcast dedicated to women's stories, where we'll examine and amplify women who changed the face of sports as we know it today. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls in women's sports with a Columbus connection. Now, what I would like to see happen next, and I'm very skeptical that it will, but this is what I would like to see going forward. I would like to see what he did in that moment. I would like to see that continue. I've been saying from the beginning, well, from the, I think I probably started saying it right after the election when Biden won, and I've been saying it all along. And I'll continue to say, I would like to see Trump go on a massive media blitz, go on every show that'll have him. And who wouldn't have a former president of the United States on, right? I'd like to see him go to as much media as he possibly could, hammering home the message, you've got to get vaccinated. And if you're vaxxed, you've got to get your booster shot if you haven't done that already. We have to defeat this virus, and this is how we're going to do it. And I'm vaccinated and I'm boosted and look at me. I'm Donald Trump. I'm here. I'm great. Uh, you know, nothing bad happened to me. I'm not microchipped. <laughs> you know, I don't have myocarditis. I'm great. I want you to be great so you can vote for me in 2024. That's what he should have done. What he really should have done, again, thinking about 2024, and this I think would have been a very successful strategy for him politically, is if right after the election, again, he concedes, he concedes gracefully, um, hands over the keys, so to speak. And then we know he's not wired for a message of, okay, we need to get behind our new president and help him defeat this virus. He can't do that. Trump is literally not capable of that. But the next best thing that I think he could have pulled off, if someone could have talked him into it, and somebody should have, maybe nobody thought of it. I can't believe I'm the only one who would have thought of this. But what he should have then done is said, you know what, um, I lost, I'm not president anymore, but I deserve credit for Operation Warp Speed. Again, fair. And I deserve credit for these vaccines. And I think it sucks that the new president's going to get credit uh, for the distribution because if I were still president, I would have handled that. But having said all that, I really want you all to get vaccinated. Because I'm telling you, I really believe this. Um, you know, MAGA people are so in love with him that not all of them, I understand that. Uh, some people get upset, you know, I, I refer to it as a cult, which I mean somewhat hyperbolic, although definitely some cult-like uh, qualities. For example, you know, he tells all of his followers that the election was stolen while presenting precisely zero evidence, and they all believe it for no other reason than he told them so. Now, that's kind of cult-like, but I'm, I'm being, it's not a literal cult. I understand that. I'm being somewhat hyperbolic, and I just mentioned that because certain people get defensive about that. 
But, uh, I mean, conservative talk shows are allowed to be hyperbolic all day long. I can't be as well. Come on. I'm sure Howie Carr is on the other channel being very hyperbolic about how much he hates Biden and all these terrible things about Joe Biden. But, um, but I really believe if Trump had said from the outset of losing the election, if his narrative had been, okay, I lost, I'm out. He could have even said it was stolen from him. You know, oh, well, you know, I didn't really lose. It was stolen from me. But since it's been stolen, here, here's what I want to do. Uh, I want to help get everyone vaccinated. And then, and then I truly believe we'd have millions more people vaccinated right now if that had been his message. And then this is where it would have been really politically smart. Then he could have said, uh, you know, when he announces his bid for 2024, he could have taken credit. That would have been the smart play. Whether he deserved it or not, he could have taken credit and said, look, even when I wasn't president anymore, I helped get this country vaccinated and get this pandemic behind us. I did that. I didn't even have to still be president to get that done, but I got it done. So you need to reelect me in 2024. That would have been the smart play. Instead, now he's sitting on a stage with Bill O'Reilly panicking because he sees his supporters dying because this is still largely, even with Omicron, it's still largely a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's who's in our hospitals for the most part. That's who's in those ICU units. That's who, who's hooked up to ventilators. And once you're on a ventilator, you usually die with COVID. Once you're on the vent, you're, you're, you're you know, you're wrapping things up. So, um, so that's what he should have done. Now, he didn't do any of that. But I want to see him continue to do what he did at that event with Bill O'Reilly. I want to see him go on Tucker Carlson on Fox. I want to see him on that show. Not on the phone. Not from a remote location. I want to see him in the studio with Tucker Carlson. Because Tucker Carlson, the most popular guy on Fox right now. I mean, he's, he's what Bill O'Reilly used to be for a long time, right? Tucker's the, the number one guy. He's got millions of viewers. Probably the most, I, I, would, I wouldn't even say probably, I'm pretty sure he is the most influential Republican in media right now, at least in cable news media, right? And Tucker Carlson, all the time on his show, is downplaying vaccines, trying to tell people not to get vaccinated, telling people not to take COVID seriously, telling people, you know, this is all, you know, the Democrats trying to control you. That's what Tucker Carlson does every night. The top-rated guy on Fox News every night tells his millions of viewers, don't get vaccinated, don't take COVID seriously. The patriotic thing to do is to just whistle past the graveyard, perhaps quite literally. Or try whistling when you got a tube down your throat in an ICU bed. But that's that's the message from Tucker Carlson. Just don't worry about it. Live your life. Get people sick. Maybe you'll die. Who cares? I want to see Trump on that show look Tucker Carlson in the eyes and say, Tucker, I really want people to get vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. And here's the, you know the sick thing? Tucker Carlson himself is probably vaccinated because Fox News has 
of the three major cable news networks, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News has the most stringent regulations on this. At Fox, you either have to be vaccinated or you have to get tested every single day that you enter that building. Do you think uh, do you think Tucker Carlson is getting tested every day dealing with that? I think he's probably vaxxed. He'll never admit it. I've seen him asked about it. I saw him asked about it in, in an interview, and he just completely dodged the question and was like, well, what's that have to do with anything? Well, you know, it has a lot because you're telling your millions of viewers don't get vaccinated. Are you vaccinated, Tucker? I bet you he is. Because he's not an idiot. He just... <laughs> Like Trump, he understands his audience. Let me put it that way. I want to see Trump go on Tucker Carlson. And I'm telling you, I really do believe that would move the needle. Because there are people, again, not all of them. I understand, not all of them. But there are a lot of Trump supporters who will do whatever he says. And if he tells them, look, you know, he could even kind of finesse it a little bit and say, this is what he could do. See, I should be advising him. I know what he should do. Uh, I wouldn't want to help him. <laughs> I would be moral and eth- morally and ethically opposed to helping him. But but I think I know what, what he should do. Um, I know it's probably arrogant of me to think that I think he, what I, that I think I know what he should do. But he could even finesse it by, he could go on Tucker and say, look, I've been hesitant to say this up until now because I understand I understand people's hesitation. They wanted to wait and see, um, you know, what potential side effects may be. If it really is safe, I understand that. But at this point, Tucker, at this point, I so many people have been vaccinated. It, it's billions of people worldwide. So many people have been vaccinated. I now feel comfortable asking my supporters, please get vaccinated. He could kind of finesse it that way. He could do whatever he wanted. Hey, what's the matter? The audience is going to lap up whatever he says anyway, and you know Tucker Carlson is. I guarantee you, no chance Tucker Carlson is going to risk the ire of his audience by actually questioning or trying to contradict to his face Donald Trump. So Trump could go on there. That could be his message. Tucker will lap it up. The audience will lap it up. And we could get millions more people in this country vaccinated. I honestly believe that. Now, is any of that going to happen? I've got a bad feeling it's not. I've got a bad feeling that what we saw in that clip of Trump on that stage with O'Reilly and Trump forcefully saying, don't boo me, I'm vaccinated, you should be vaccinated, take credit for it, don't let them take it from us, etc. That may be the best we're going to get out of Trump, but maybe not. Maybe he'll surprise us. After all, he's got a big announcement to make January 6th. I haven't had a chance to look at this really carefully, but apparently on January 6th, he's um, doing a rally or something to commemorate the one-year anniversary of uh, of what happened. Some people object to me calling it an insurrection. It sure looked like one to me. But whatever you want to call it, uh, he's uh, doing some kind of an event that day, uh, I guess, to uh, commemorate, maybe, wink, wink, celebrate the occasion. Um, and... Um, I'm assuming, well, this is, I could be wrong. I mean, he's got plenty of time, but it would not surprise me, let me put it that way, if what this event ends up being is his announcement that he is, in fact, a candidate for 2024. 
And then as soon as he announces, in my mind, he becomes the presumptive nominee. Uh, usually to be the presumptive nominee, you got to win a whole bunch of primaries and uh, accrue uh, a lot of delegates. But let's be honest, we all know this. The second he announces he's running, he is the Republican nominee. Uh, there is not a poll I've ever seen that would make me think otherwise. Uh, let's see, uh, some Facebook Live uh, comments. Uh, Miriam Banish in the chat room says 800,000 plus dead. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's staggering. We didn't think we'd be in this position right now um, back in, back over the summer. I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, anyone thought we'd be in this position. Um, sorry, I'm backing up a little bit because I saw a couple things in here. I, I want to make sure I don't miss them. Um Dirk Don says in the chat, I suppose that appeals to the partisan morons. Well, like I said, you know, partisans love that whole, you know, and liberals are vulnerable to it too. Um, but I think I think MAGA people especially really get into that. Uh, I, I think that because that's how Trump talks. It's it's that's always kind of been Trump's thing. It's it's us against them, you know. So I, I think um I think that uh, that's just Trump's uh, tactic. Uh, Paul E.C. in the chat says, in advertising, that's known as complimenting the customer. Ah, yes, yes, absolutely. Trump's whole, you know, don't let them take this from us. Uh, Dirk says, I remember the Democrats saying they wouldn't trust the vaccine when Trump was in office. Well, I, I remember one. Actually, that came up on the show yesterday, Dirk. I don't know. Was it? I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it must have been yesterday. Yesterday was Monday. That came up on the show, but it was, I only remember one Democrat saying that. It was Kamala Harris uh, during the campaign made a comment uh, like that. And I think um, I think that came up when Jenny and I were talking with Mike Doyle, and I think all three of us agreed, and I thought at the time that was a dumb thing for her to say. She should not have said that. Um, I don't remember ever hearing any other Democrats say that, but I could be wrong. I might have missed something. But But Kamala Harris did say that, and it was a very, very foolish comment. She tried to walk it back later. Uh, Tom Blanchard is in the chat and says, I wonder if, whoops, let me scroll up here. I wonder if the anti-vaxxers uh, were the kids that argued with the mother uh, and refused to, eat, oh, refused to eat their vegetables. Well, I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, I think we all did that at some point during our childhood. I sure did. <laughs> refused to eat the vegetables. Sometimes I refuse to eat the vegetables now, Tom. Um... Melanie says, I disagree with your statement that Tucker Carlson isn't an idiot. Well, I think he's, no, I think he's smart. I think he just, uh, I think he knows what he's doing. I, I strongly suspect that he doesn't, um, uh, that he doesn't necessarily mean everything that he says, but I think he kind of found his lane, uh, and he's uh, very successful with it. Um, Tom Blanchard says, uh, this guy at work, she's, uh, I, I, I don't understand that comment, Tom. I'm, I'm not sure what you're saying there. Um, <laughs> Polly C uh, put in the chat, uh, the definition of idiot, uh, one, a stupid person two Tucker Carlson. <laughs> no, I don't think he's stupid. I think he's malevolent, but I don't think he's uh, stupid. Um, 
Melanie insists, nope, complete ass-munching idiot. Oh, my goodness. Wow. All right. But, um, yeah, so that's um, that's what happened there. Um, and, you know, like I said, I, I, I told you all where I would like to see that go. Um, but uh, I am not going to hold my breath um, that that's... Uh, that that's what I would like to see ideally is what's going to happen. Uh, let's see. I feel like there was something else on that subject I wanted to say, but uh, maybe not. I'm, I'm also, the, the other thing that I'm really fascinated by, well, let me give the numbers again. Uh, 603-250-6007. If you'd like to chime in, 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or uh, send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But best thing to do, give us a call at 603-250-6007. Joe Manchin... um, (laughs) really uh, for a couple of days now has been the talk of Washington and Reuters is reporting Manchin blames White House staff for breakdown in Biden bill talks. And there's an element of this that we learned today that I thought was interesting, but this is from Reuters that says uh, U S democratic Senator Joe Manchin said Monday that White House staff did inexcusable quote unquote things that led to his decision to publicly reject President Joe Biden's social and climate policy plan, a move that imperils the legislation. Manchin made the comments during an interview on West Virginia Metro News Radio after telling Fox News on Sunday he would not be able to vote for the $1.75 trillion Build Back Better bill. Manchin said he would not say the real reason talks failed. But when asked what that was, he said, quote, the bottom line is it's staff. It's staff purely. It's not the president. It's staff. And they drove some things and put some things out that were absolutely inexcusable, unquote. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said in a statement on Sunday that Manchin's halting negotiations on the bill would represent a, quote, sudden and inexplicable reversal in his position and a breach of his commitments to the president and senator's colleagues in the House and Senate, unquote. Uh, Mike Sutterth is here, by the way. Hello, Mike. Hello. Uh, Manchin's move prompted Goldman Sachs to lower its forecasts for U.S. economic growth. A Manchin aide called the White House shortly before the senator's Fox interview. People familiar with the matter said the White House was unable to reach the senator directly. Pick me. Hmm? Pick me. Oh, what? what? Go on. Oh, okay. Um, uh, In response, uh, before he announced on air that he was done with the discussions, Biden and Manchin spoke on Sunday night, according to a person familiar with the matter who spoke on condition of anonymity, leading to some hope that talks can continue in the new year on cordial terms. Manchin has voiced concerns uh, concerns with a number of uh, proposals in Biden's signature domestic policy bill, including multiple climate proposals and extending monthly tiled uh, tax credit payments, which Columbia University said lifted 3.6 million children out of poverty in October. Uh, The senator has also been frustrated by statements from the administration singling him out as an obstacle, according to a person familiar with his thinking who spoke on condition of anonymity. And um, there's more to this, but apparently there was a state what what bothered Manchin. There was news today that um, the White House wanted to Manchin. 
allegedly, this is the, the story that's emerging. A mansion mansion had agreed to go with this, but when he when he's blaming the staff, he wanted the statement to not mention his name in the statement. He didn't want the statement that they put out to mention any senators. But the White House staff, the statement they put out, they wanted to mention Joe Manchin. So it's almost like Joe Manchin agreed to go along with it, but he didn't want his name attached to it. He wanted to kind of fly under the radar with it. Why the White House didn't just agree to that, They like it's like, okay, you finally get what you want. Now you're going to quibble over you you need his name in the statement? And I apparently he's saying... They insisted on putting his name in the statement. He wouldn't agree to it. And so he said, well, that's it then. I'm not going to support it. Uh, kind of kind of bizarre. It, it's it's all uh, baffling. But what did you want to say, Mike? Um, <clears throat> so if, if I smell a little bit of spin here and, you know, we're in the political realm, which I'm not supposed to come in here for another 10 minutes or something, but um, there's a little bit of spin in that. The stuff that I read, I would say as maybe in the middle or, um, you know, recognizing the left, places like the Wall Street Journal and The Hill and places like this, they have said for not just the last two or three days here, but for, I would guess, two or more weeks, because the negotiations have been going on for not just like right now. Oh, yeah. It's been going on for a while, and it has been pointed out that Manchin wasn't comfortable with this. So this isn't the whole, I heard on another Boston radio station, which is just pure news. You can probably guess who that is, but it's pure news. It's just, you know, here's the traffic, here's the weather. Uh, but who, they said, who, uh, who, who is it? WBZ. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, excuse me. W, yeah. WBZ. Um, 1030. So, but to hear them, you know, the statement comes up. Um, okay. And in other news, President Biden was blindsided and I got a problem. I think that's spin. I don't think they were blindsided. Like if they had differences leading up to this, that that was my belief. Yeah. So this whole thing that he he didn't um, he didn't honor his word is what, what I heard today this afternoon. And now whether he did that or not, I don't know. But I had the indication that he and there was another senator with a goofy last name like Cinema or something. Yeah, Kirsten Cinema. Cinema. Yes, she had expressed that I may not vote this way. So the blindsiding thing and the whole well, I know where you that, know, the, these two I know why Democratic senators of Congress of Senate right the senators um, they had indicated that like hey we're not you know a thousand and ten percent on paper and you know I promise I'm going to do this they wanted to you know reconciliation is if you want to go into the silly stuff but they indicate that he didn't just turn, wake up yesterday and go on Fox or face the nation or whatever it was and say, I'm not doing this. That's not true, dude. It's not. Well, here's, here's where I think the blindsiding comes in. I'm not, I'm not saying I, uh, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have used that word, but I, well, I, if I, if I had written that copy for that uh, news report, I might've said the, pre the, the president, so, or, I, or I might've said the president felt blindsided I see. Be because that's fair. Well, where I think the blindsiding would, would be is that mansion apparently so he didn't tell the White House he was going to go on Fox News and say that he wasn't going to support it. And they found out like 20 minutes before he was going on and they were trying to reach him and he wasn't answering. And so, you know what I mean? So I, he goes on he goes on Fox to announce it publicly without communicating to the president that he was I upset. I understand why they wouldn't like that. I'm yeah. telling you there was a trail of bulletins and news 
well before this. Oh, that sure. He yeah. and Cinema didn't necessarily like the form of the of the bill. Yeah. yeah. So the blindsided thing is like, well, that's when the the legislative process should happen, and the president talks to him and say, "Hey, I hear you're not happy with it." And yeah. Um, but when broadcast news says the the president was blindsided. I mean, if, if, if indeed I and you know better than the president and his staff does, that's a problem. But I can't believe that. You know, his staffers right. must have said, hey, Manchin's a problem, cinema's a problem. We're, we're going to have to pair off something. Oh, everyone knew, everyone knew they were a problem, that's for sure. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so why now is it he's not standing up for his word and, and blindsided him? With the interviews on TV, if he didn't tell him, I get that being blindsided. I think the but, Fox News is where the, the going on Fox, okay. at, at, yeah, without uh, communicating with him. That, that's why I think, but I wouldn't have worded it that way if that had been me at uh, WBZ. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Uh, New Hampshire's worst nightmare. Oh, it's uh, Crazy Joe. What's going on? Yes. You're very handsome. Thank you. Thank Our, you. Uh oh. Oh, uh, <laughs> he, may have, he may have met you. <laughs> He's what? talking about Mikey. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe he might have met Mikey. Mikey's, uh, 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 what would you call it? Sex symbol. Beef yeah. And you, and you got Ripley muscles, too. Yeah. What's going on? Nothing much, man. I just want to wave the hand and, uh, you know, I'm uh, building the studio or in the process of doing that. But uh, I'm going to make the announcement on your show that uh, my triumph returns. See, a lot of these people think I'm a rookie. I've been doing the Crazy Joe show for four years already. So this is not my first rodeo. I just posted up on my Facecraft page. I think you she know, said the neo-Nazi organization that suppresses free speech. Now, uh, speaking of free speech, uh, Joe, would you like to publicly apologize for those two really uh, insulting videos that you made about Jenny? I didn't think you want me to apologize for it. I think she started with me. I mean, I think it's obvious that she had uh, a problem with me. I didn't have a problem with her. Called, I tried to treat her nice, and she was nasty, but I didn't bring it up uh, as a public forum, or I didn't even, uh, uh, well, in other words, I've been in communication with you, but I, you know, I might have said a few things about it because I was a little bit perturbed that she attacked me uh, for no reason. I don't think uh, anyone was attacking you. Uh, there's a lot of ball breaking that goes on on the show. and uh, No, that's fine. I could deal with that, but, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I just thought that she... Uh, started getting uh, pissy and moany with me. I mean, you could see that when I called the show the second or the third time to make a quick comment, she goes, oh, now he's harassing the show. I mean, what kind of crap is that? Well, like I said, there's a lot of ball breaking that she goes on on the serious, show. Matt. That's all I'm saying. Well, if it was ball busting, it's okay. But she sounded like she was truly annoyed with me. Well, the, the yeah. Well, however you took it, you, you posted two videos that right. were uh, not only were they filled with uh, several, uh, uh, you know, very familiar anti-Semitic tropes, but uh, you also at one point called her subhuman. So I don't know. It, it's pretty. Well, I mean, I'm being actually nicer than I used to be. <laughs> well, you, 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 yeah, you, my language is a lot more you uh, lighter because of you. Well, you have I know she's been. your woman and, uh, yeah. you know, I respect that. And, uh, I'm not going to make any more videos about her. As a matter of fact, I decided not to call her to the show on Mondays when she's there. Yeah. Uh, you know, she really, you know, got a little bit uh, fresh with me. Yeah. Well, that happens. But uh, you're a, I thought you were a New Yorker. You can take it. 
the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. For me? Yep. Why? Cause it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Well, I could also give it out. Yeah, but you don't need to resort to what you did in those videos. That's pretty... Uh... All right, all right, all right. I, uh, I apologize. Thank you. I appreciate that, Joe. Because I love you. Well, I, I appreciate and that. And I respect you. All right. Well, I'm glad you apologized. And I'm trying, to be, uh, I'm trying to be friends with you, but I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, I mean, it's uh-huh. up to you. I want to show on IPM, and uh, I want to do my power hour. And you should give it to me. But I understand the politics. Well, right. And also, you, you can't be uh, making offensive videos about, uh, you know, my partner and then <laughs> expect to get anything All right, out all of right, me. all right. I okay. won't do it again. I but, promise you. But you did apologize, and I appreciate that. I do. I do. I mean it. Okay, good. Good. I want to be in good gracious with you, Matt. I want to hear you say it. Jenny, I apologize. Yeah, Jenny, I apologize. Okay. All right. Only if she was fooling around with me. If she was serious, I don't know. It's 50-50. But if she was fooling around, just giving it to me, it's okay. I could take it. Well, that is how the You're show... Right. Uh, yeah. Will you, uh, will you delete those? Yes. I'll do as best as I can. You know, I don't know the internet that well. But uh, if I could delete it, sure. Okay. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll work on it immediately. I appreciate that. All right. Yeah, I want to be in your good gracious, Matt. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've well, helped each other uh, get high ratings because of... And, be, and remember, there's plenty of electricity in New York. <laughs> what? There's plenty of electricity in New York. There's plenty of electricity in New York? I don't get it. Yeah, because you were talking about roving blackouts in New Hampshire. And, oh, uh, I was yeah, inviting yeah, yeah. you, you know, you go stay with me for a while. Right. We have roving blackouts <laughs> for an extended period of time. We right. have them here, too, believe it or not. I was in one for 13 hours. A tree fell on my car. Really? A tree fell on your yeah. car? Yeah. Jesus. It gave slight damage, and I was uh, out for 13 hours. Oh, wow. And I was outraged, and I complained to Central Hudson. I told them off. Yes. I talked to the supervisor. I said, this is not acceptable. You know what they gave me, Matt? What? Gave me a $50 discount off my bill. Oh, okay. Well, sometimes it pays to speak up. Right on. That's pretty... And, you know, I've become a part of this show. I mean, uh, I get a lot of negative feedback, but I love it. Uh-huh. And I should be able to take it. I do take it. Well. You know? If you, if you... A lot of haters out there. <sighs> Don't blame them. I'm from New York. Nothing but love. It's the holidays. Come on. <clears throat> Well, I'm not going to celebrate the holidays. I'm in the midst of uh, moving in because uh, I live in New Jersey, as they say. Uh-huh. See, people know more about me than I know about myself. Ah. It's amazing. Mm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right on. 
right on. And uh, I'm working really hard. Matter of fact, I'm taking a break right now from all the moving I've done. Yeah. You know, moving is tough. It is. It is. It's uh, never a good time. Never a good time. No. No. Why did you? Ha- why did you I, have uh, to? Why did you have to move? My landlord uh, and I didn't see eye to eye on a porch that I had, an outside porch that was not a common area. <laughs> ah. It was part of the uh, living room. Uh-huh. So he expected me to have movers come into my apartment to move their beds because they couldn't fit it through the hallway. Oh. And I'm the only one with a second a secondary entrance. Okay. Which was, I thought, private. You know, in case of a fire, I would open the door and say, okay, everybody, I'm going to save your life now. Right. You could use my private entrance, you know, but it was for um, moving furniture like king beds and queen beds that can't fit in the in the hallway. So it would have been an interesting case if it wound up in housing court because I I know I would have won, especially this judge. But, He's a good judge. But you you couldn't let them. It sounds like it was just going to be a, like a one day thing, though, right? They were just going to need access to, to move. Yeah, but you don't want people treading through your living room, do you? No. And, you know, dragging their muddy shoes across the uh, living room floor, and plus in COVID. Right. I mean, I had a lot of people that agree with me on this, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, is so you're in a better uh, place now where you won't have to deal with that? Oh, much better. I've done videos on YouTube. I did a video, uh, you know, projecting, the, uh, you know, I was in the, uh, in the uh, new living area. You can see an air conditioner in the background, which was given to me by the complex. And I have, uh, you know, microwaves and got a lot of great amenities, man. My own staircase. You know how you know what that means to me, man? My own staircase. I don't have to share it with nobody. That's good. I finally got the privacy that I deserve and, you know, richly deserve. Yes. Yes. Well, very good. Well, uh, Crazy Joe, we are at the top of the hour. We need to take a break so then we can come back and do uh, some uh, tweakonomics. But uh Thank you for calling, and uh, I appreciate you apologizing to Jenny. I uh, Yeah, I'll take care of it, Matt. I promise you. I'm doing it right now. I appreciate that. I do. I genuinely do. You got do. it, Matt. Any, anything for you, buddy. Oh. Anything for you. <laughs> well, hey, it is Christmas. Well, all right, Crazy no, Joe. No, it's not even Christmas, Matt. It's just the fact that, you know, I mean, uh, I'm trying to have, maintain a good relationship with you, and I don't care what those people think about me. My relationship is with you, and, uh, you know, I want to maintain it. I understand. I understand. I'm not Stacy. I mean, oh, we whoever. Don't, we don't. You mean? Uh, yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Sorry Mr. about that, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> um, all right. Well, very good. Well, all right, Crazy all right. Joe. I'll. Uh, I'll all talk. right. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. All right. Bye bye. All right. All right. Wow. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think he would apologize. You, you did very well. Your persuasive skills, and I'd almost say you should consider law school at this point <laughs> no because you're very calm and you like you, you you made him two offers of will you apologize can you take it down and let him talk and he said yes to both that was but of course you're a therapist you you've got the psychological thing down right <laughs> yeah and I'm, I'm pretty patient with people and you know no I, but let him make the mistakes and make him an offer and yeah. he'll do what you know that, that was very um very um it was tactical i saw it as oh know. thank you as a father i you know struggled with things to <laughs> say to my kids and i probably should have listened more right right and said you know so oh. apologize to me give me the car keys oh. i never did that <laughs> oh isaiah aline who is the uh, illuminati uh uh candidate for the presidency says uh, you'd make a wonderful vp 
All right, we have a call. We'll just grab this quickly, and then we got to go to break. Hi, welcome to Matt Connors and Unleashed. Who's this? Yeah, real quick, Matt. I don't have any internet over here because I disconnected my service, so it'll be next time I go to the new place I have internet, I'll immediately delete the video. Okay. Got well, two videos. Okay, very good. I appreciate so that. So just be a little patient with me. I'm not I'm not refusing you. I just I don't have any internet. I understand. I understand. All right. All right. Very All good. Right. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. All right. <laughs> wow. It is a childlike relationship. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, hey, no, I'm It'll I'm glad okay. that uh I'm glad that he uh he agreed to do that. Amen. All right, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we'll be in hour number two of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Mike Sutterth is here. We're going to do some tweakonomics. Texas Mike is here on the couch. Yep. And uh, here's a little, I haven't played this in a while, a little uh, John Lennon. And then we'll show some love to our amazing sponsors. And then we'll be back with more. <laughs> back everybody we are well in our number two numero dose of matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in glorious downtown manchester new hampshire also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester and hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe you can go to my website mattconnerton.com for all of your live streaming options social media links contact info show archives etc etc and uh, today is, of course, Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. Uh, I'm not alone in the studio today. Mike Sutterth is at the news desk. Yes, I am. Hello. And Texas Mike is on the couch. Yeehaw! Yeehaw, Texas Mike. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I do want to remind you all, of course, we are uh, sponsored by the Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan right across the street. Don't go there today because Monday and Tuesday is their weekend, but they are open Wednesday through Sunday. They have delicious gourmet pretzels. They have an assortment of craft beer. They've got trivia night every Thursday night hosted by the great Bill Cini. And uh, they're doing a big uh, karaoke night uh, this year on uh, New Year's Eve, so... Uh, keep that in mind. So we uh, we love the hop knot. Also, too, uh, just quickly, I, I received an email. Uh, this went uh, to the uh, the station's uh, website uh, and was forwarded to me. Uh, uh, someone named Brooks just uh, messaged and says, "Hello, I'm an occasional listener. My boyfriend calls in and talks to you guys frequently. I understand this is your show and can have whoever you want on your show." However, the fact that you allow Crazy Joe on your show at all is repulsive. He's racist, sexist, and repeatedly insults Jen. I enjoy listening to your show, just not when Joe is spewing his garbage. So uh, that is from uh, Brooks. So uh, hello, Brooks. Uh, thank you for listening. Hello. And uh, we appreciate all feedback on the show, be it positive, uh, negative, or uh, about uh, Crazy Joe. Uh, he's kind of in his own category. In a, in, a, in a sense. His own niche. Yes. Well, you know, the thing is, uh, I think uh, some people uh, hate him. Some people love to hate him. 
That, some people, I mean, sometimes in this business, am I right? You know it better than I do, but is that like a good thing? It's like, well, that's the thing. There is a distinction between hating and loving to hate in uh, in radio. Like, be like licorice. You know, the people who love licorice really love licorice. If right. you hate licorice, you talk about hating licorice. Right. If that is relatable. Yes, <laughs> and you and you love to hate licorice when you hate licorice, don't you? Absolutely. You're just like, oh, I hate it so much, but I love to hate it. Uh, maybe it's not exactly the same thing. But sorry, close. sorry, Crazy Joe, if I called you licorice. I, I hope you like it. By the way, uh, Jenny is, of course, in the chat room and says, wow, thank you, Brooks. Very nice. Uh, Nemi Jones joins us in the chat also and says, agreed. Uh, Tom Blanchard says, come on, people, where is that Christmas spirit from New Hampshire to New York? Yes, uh, that's that's what I was trying to. I was trying to spread some Christmas cheer, and and you know, and but uh, Crazy Joe did apologize, and I, you know, I think that counts for something. <clears throat> that's got to count for something in this world. Uh, if you'd like to join us uh, for the discussion, we are about to begin with our weekly Tweakonomics segment. You can dial in at 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can text us at. 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And of course, you can opine and interact in the Facebook live chat. But best thing to do is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. Also, just a couple quick programming notes. Tomorrow on the show, I will be joined in studio by Alfredo Enrique Benavides. You, you must know Fredo. I do. I want to take the uh, credit for introducing him to Rob Acevedo oh. and getting him on WMNH. Very um, good. But uh, I've played with him several times, and uh, he's a treat. Yeah, yeah. Talented guy. Yeah, he's uh, coming in tomorrow. We're going to talk uh, some music and some politics. Cool. So really looking forward to that. It'll be his first time on my show. But, yeah, he's been on. I think he's been on Rob's show a couple times now. He has. I yeah. just thought I thought I was the guy who introduced him to Rob. And, I didn't realize that. That's um, excellent. Yeah. I mean, this is years ago before COVID and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but he's from the Bay Area originally. And he, he and I kind of connected as solo musicians at the time, like pre through COVID you know, we got to play as solo musicians. Yeah. And um, we were on Rob's show even when he was up in Concord at the station up there. Um, oh, okay. He and I performed up there together. And Right. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. yeah. It's one of my clips on my Facebook website if oh, you all yeah. ever stumble across that. Uh, recently I put it up because it came up again. But he's uh, being from the Bay Area of uh, San Francisco. He and I are, you know, very different. and But we're musicians. And I look forward to listening to that. He's a talent all of his own, like most of the good people, uh, most good people who stand out here in Manchester, solo artists, are so unique. They, they're they the only ones who do what they do, and he's one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. Um, excellent, yeah. And then uh, Thursday, I'm going to be joined uh, in the second half of the show by our friend, the People's Mayor, Glenn R.J. Willette. He's going to be coming in. And then uh, I will be here Friday, for anyone who's wondering, for Christmas Eve, uh, the uh, show, the uh, show Friday night, Retro Spectrum Radio, that's uh, pre-recorded. We we pre-recorded that, but I will be live uh, for this program, and then uh, and then next week we'll be off. It'll be best of, and then we'll be back, of course, uh, January third. So, um, also too, just one other thing tomorrow on Ward Thirteen with John Hopwood, which airs on uh, Channel Twenty Three uh, from three to four p.m., and you can watch that online, ManchesterTV.org. Our uh, our very own Eric Pilcher who does the classic film review on this show every Friday. Uh, he's going to be on John Hopwood's show tomorrow calling in. So uh, Ward 13 with John Hopwood. Uh, go to ManchesterTV.org to watch that. All right. 
Mike Sutterth, are you ready for some tweakonomics? Ready, willing, and able. All right, here we go. We'll see about able. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Let me uh, try that again. Here we go. <laughs> Gremlins again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good evening, Manchester, <laughs> and around the world, if there are such folks. I think I even have a listener from Rochester, New York, uh, who, who told me he'd listen in tonight. So, for, uh, uh, greetings, America, and all that jazz. This is Tweakonomics. I am your host, Mike Sutter, who is quasi-informed and educated to talk about this stuff. And what I try to do here is just try to stir the pot a little bit and walk the fine line of emotional and economic and... Uh, I hate political, but we do it every time. So, uh, here we go. <laughs> I just wanted to give a kid. This is our Christmas edition of Tweakonomics, by the way. Oh, yes, that's true. Because yeah. I uh, next Tuesday will be in January. So happy 2021. It's been dynamite, hasn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess it depends, yeah. on, uh, depends on the metric. It's been dynamite yeah. for uh, Texas Mike over there with his, uh, his ladies. Yes. Well, then it's happy 2021. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You do have to adjust for that stuff. That's, yeah. that's right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> so, so happy, uh, happy holidays is the general accepted term. I can't include all the others, but happy holidays. Um, for what I believe, I like to say Merry Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, I want to give a few shout outs here at my end of the year program. Um, certainly to the Hopknot, uh, one of the sponsors here at WMNH. Um, I played two New Year's Eve shows there. And uh, they're wonderful people, and I encourage everybody to go visit them. I uh, got a sticker for Kenny I'm going to drop off right after the show. Oh. If you go to the Hop Knot and you look behind the coolers behind the bartenders, you know, those long black coolers, um, uh, probably two-thirds of the stickers I've given him. And he puts oh, no up kidding. It. The other ones are from the beer reps. But <laughs> Oh, okay. So I'm going to stop by uh, and see it and see Kenny. What, so. what, what's the sticker? Uh, attitude equals great. Attitude goes to gratitude. Oh, very nice. Life is good. Very and he's nice. such a positive, he you is. know, great guy. And so when I, I was given this, and I'm like, he'd love something like this. Yeah. Oh, so that's awesome. Shout out to him. Uh, shout out to my friend John Doucette, who is out in Rochester, New York, or just outside of there. And uh, he had sent me a message that he was going to listen in tonight. And don't be surprised if he calls in. Um, shout out to Flounder, Garrett McKinley, who's actually a, a captain. Um, you know, you get a captain's license to do fish tours and stuff like that. He does hold a captain's license, so we could call him Captain Garrett, but um, I call him Flounder. And today is his birthday, so happy birthday, Garrett. And um, yesterday was my 14th wedding anniversary. Oh, yes. Congratulations. Thank I did you very see that much. on Facebook. So I want yes. to give happy a shout out to JES, um, that's Julie English, English Sutter. Thank you so much for putting up with me. Um, Her middle name is English? Her maiden name is English. Oh, and she's so it's like Camilla Parker Bowles. No, is this funny? Because she's she's British, right? <laughs> she is British. Yeah, yeah. So that's, she, yeah that's she was, funny. She's actually born in Edinburgh, but uh, brought up outside of Oxford. And her name was Julie English. And about five or six years after we were married, I convinced her to take my last name. <laughs> oh no, kidding! So she yeah. waited. She, she's a self-made woman. She doesn't need me for right, right. Yeah, I do the laundry and stuff. So, <laughs> so is it? So she does? Does she do the hyphen? No, no, actually over there it's three names, so it's like... Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. Right, so yeah. it's like Alfredo, Enrique, Benedict. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. God bless them. So shout out to her. Um, 14 years, is, I've done this before, as probably some of you know out there. Um, 
a, a few times, uh, but I've been with her for 14 years, and I'm very, very proud of her and very proud of um, keeping things somewhat together here. So yeah. And the last shout-out is to Mr. John Hopwood. You just mentioned he was kind enough to send me a message, and he said, Mike, I'd like you to come on my show. Oh, very and good. I'm like, oh, you want to come on and banter, and we'll do this stuff? And um, he's like, no, my TV show. And um, I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, you can play in everything. So oh, very this nice. will be my first time dipping my toe into public TV. When are you uh, going on? He said in the New Year sometime. Yeah. He, he was just throwing it out there, would you want to do it? You know how he is. He, 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 yeah. he was very kind. And, you know, after being dicey on our last show here uh, <laughs> last Tuesday, I was like, you know, I, I shouldn't feel like I'm walking on eggshells. So I'm just figuring it out, you know? Yeah. Like when Crazy Joe calls him, I'm like... You know, okay, is this like bad news or is it <laughs> is, is it good radio, you know? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so w w with John, it happened the same way. But I want to say hello to John Hopwood, and I appreciate the invite. And I certainly will be there, and uh, I'll be there with Belson to play the guitar for you or talk about anything you would like. Excellent, excellent. Shameless marketing plug. We try to work this in um, every segment, and I know we're tight on time here. Um towards the end of the segment, but ah. um, shameless marketing plug. I went to Bunny's on Webster Street. Oh. Everybody out there know where Bunny's in on Webster Street is? Little weird place. It's supposed to be the hottest um, lottery ticket selling place in the state of New Hampshire. Yes. So if you're in, yeah. I didn't know that, really? Yeah, like the most winning of the whole state. No kidding. Yeah, huh. it's good for them because it actually attracts a lot of people. And oh, when yeah. people do win, they get a good infusion of cash. Oh, yeah. But they, they had some... Um, it was either Middle Eastern or Nepalese food place out back that they tested, um, and it wasn't. No, it stopped. It was no longer oh, it's there. Not, oh, I didn't know it wasn't still there. Huh. So I went there the other day just to get. Um, it was on a Sunday or whatever. Something wasn't open, and I went there for butter, something yeah. basic like margarine or butter. And um, I saw this guy with a Chicago Bears shirt on and a Chicago Bears hat, and uh, he said hello to me as I just walked by him which is unusual in New England, from the South or somewhere else, people <laughs> right. say hi to you. From right. the street, hey, how you doing? He was like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. So I go up and I pay for my butter or whatever, and they had a, a three-by-five card, and it, um, the place is called uh, Squaloo's, Squaloo Barbecue. It's it's now a barbecue joint. And, oh. I'm, I, and so when I got the card, I asked the guy at the counter, I'm like, what is this? And he's like, oh, that guy you just said hello to, he's running it out back. Oh, So okay. I went out back, and I'm like, what's the deal? And he's like, yeah, I'm from Chicago, and I'm into barbecue. I'm like, I love barbecue. So, oh. you know, my bells are going off all over the place. <laughs> so I want to tell you all, um, they're off Mondays. I know that. Um, so I guess they're Tuesday through Sunday. But this guy's the real deal from Chicago and knows what he's doing. He also does, uh, he said his father was Cuban. He does some empanadas and some Cuban-type stuff. But the majority of majority of his pulled pork, you know, ribs and things like that. Yeah. But I'm so jazzed that just you know, a stone's throw from my house, you know, in the North End is. Yeah. I'm gonna go pick up barbecue. So I wanted to give them the shameless plug uh, today, and I hope you guys will go over and try it. The guy was sweet as pie, and not from this part of the country. And I always get a lot of mileage from that. Yeah. Not that I don't love people from this part of the country, but he came up here and he's given it a go and. You know, he knew, I, I said, hey, what type of wood do you use? And he's like, oh, use apple and pecan wood. I'm like, all right, you know what you're doing. I'm like, <laughs> do you use beef ribs or pork ribs? Yeah, you spare ribs. I'd take the tips off. I don't, I do butts for the, the pulled pork. The guy just knew what he was talking about. I'm sorry to yeah. get excited about it. But. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Does he have the uh, Chicago kind of uh, accent or did you notice? Uh, well, certainly Midwestern. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And again, uh, you know, what, what, 
made the connection for me is he said hello to me as a stranger right. in the store when he they do there. that in the Midwest. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm buying butter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't expect that here. It's like, well, it's it's funny, you know, you bring that up because my mother, um, so she, my mother is originally from the Midwest and that's where she lives now, but when she moved out here. Um, you know, when she, she was very young and, and, you know, ended up meeting my dad, but, um, I, I think she just wanted a change of scenery, but she grew up in Chicago, but she moved out here mm-hmm. and she told me that when she first got here, she was really kind of weirded out just by like, she would say hello to people, you know, just walking by somebody on the street, just say, Hey, how you doing? And she was, she was surprised at how weirded out other people were by mm-hmm. that because yeah, you don't really do that in new England. It's, you know, you, you, you know, you, unless you actually know someone, they really don't want you saying hello to them. Right. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> My you experience know. was I, I grew up in a military family. My dad was a, a an army officer and, uh, my parents were both from the South and they drilled into me the yes, ma'am. And yes, sir thing. Yes. I think you and I have talked about this and a lot of, Women up, I won't say a lot, but occasionally women up here of a certain age, when I say yes, ma'am, it's not a positive. It's why, why are you saying I'm old? And certain men, when you say, sir, like you don't have to do that. Right. Like, why are you being over, you know, sir is my dad, you know? Right, right. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> trying to like show you a quick sign of respect, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. You know, it doesn't mean you're older than me. I'm just, you know, the guy who pumps my gas, you know, at a place I'd say, Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Right. And the, but people will stop and say, "Why did you say, sir?" Right. Like, yeah. what does he want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. So, they, yeah. so that was my experience with, with that, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how we got on out on this uh, limb of the tree, but um, let's do some Christmas stuff, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen. There's bad news at Christmas. There's a candy cane shortage. Is there really? Yeah. Go go to Hannaford. Go to Market Basket. Go to. They're selling out. Um, and I mean, I got two or three from, uh, E&R laundry. When I went to pick up my dry cleaning, I grabbed two or three. Yeah. That's the only ones I have on my tree. But when my kids were little, you know, you buy boxes of them and they eat half and you put the other half on the tree. Yeah. Well, I, I've heard it mentioned, you know, on, on all the feeds that I look at and hear and stuff. So, um. Yeah, there's a candy cane shortage. So I dig into, yes, I did use Google for some of this stuff, but then I followed the chains down the line here that because of COVID and uh, the supply chain issues, which are real, and, you know, say what you want about COVID, which is real, but um, this is the first candy cane supply shortage. And they talked to a guy in East Manhattan at one of these famous candy shops, and I think this was on... Uh, USA Today or something, you know, it was a fluff piece. Yeah. But he said, you know, this is the first time since 1937 when my grandfather owned the place that we've been out. We can't get them. Like, we're <laughs> out of candy cans. No kidding. You know, and there's all <laughs> logistics in East Manhattan or whatever. Yeah. But he's like, dude, we're sold out. And, you know, the staff's telling me we always have candy canes. Huh. But peppermint is a commodity, right? Um, it. I would, and we'll talk about this in a second, but pe- peppermint production is down 25% over the past decade according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Go U.S. Department of Agriculture for monitoring peppermint production. Right? Well, somebody. <laughs> it's out there, dude. I, some, somebody asked you. I saw it on the interweb, so it must be true. Somebody's no, but gotta... it, it was the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Yeah. I would like to think at this point there's synthetic everything, right? There's synthetic strawberry, blueberry, yeah. you know, synthetic Mexican food. You know, yeah. So you'd think there's synthetic. Um... The just because deal. 
Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. At Kroger, we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring you food that's fresher than fresh. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself. Because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com boost. So when they say peppermint production is down 25%, there's a backstory to that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I don't believe that. It would be like being a strawberry flavoring shortage. So that so that may not have anything to do with uh, COVID. And well, the there's there's chain? a supply chain thing, right? And yeah. where a lot of these candies are made are indeed overseas. You know, there are lots oh. of American candy shops, but their mom and pops are you know like your dancing lion down here who makes chocolate. Um, but a lot of it does come from you know, if anybody has a box at home, look where they're made. You know, if they're made yeah. in Ohio. But I, again, there's a backstory that. I'm trying to write stuff down here for everybody to talk about that there's got to be another backstory. You know, um, if anybody knows, please let me know. Yeah. But it's creating havoc in the gingerbread house production sector. <laughs> yeah, it gets weirder, dude. <laughs> so, you know, what? like when I had kids, you go to, um, I don't know, Martha Stewart or where, wherever you buy like a kit, right? Because either you make it yourself or you buy a kit. But the people who make these gingerbread house kits... Like it's causing havoc. Like we're going to lose so much money because we're used to putting juju beads on and jelly beans and candy canes because it's Christmas and this year there's no candy canes. Huh. So th- it, this was a quote. I mean, f- from again a, a website is creating havoc in the gingerbread house production sector. This is the exciting wow. stuff I read when I'm not here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Miriam in the chat says science can't duplicate all the subtleties. Uh, in natural flavors, peppermint is very complex. I'd believe that. Hmm, I think like rose water, and like rose is one of them. Brilliant. They can't synthetically reproduce it. So oh. she's absolutely right. Oh, interesting. I'm no scientist, but. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah, working on Wikipedia real quick. Um, chemical constitutes for peppermint. Peppermint has a high menthol content. The ancestral oils also contains Menthol and carbol axol esters, particularly menthol acetate. Dried peppermint contains 0.3 to 0.4% of volatile oil containing menthol, 7 to 48%. Men, menthonin, 20 to 46%. Menthol acetate, 3 to 10%. Menthol feeling, 1 to 17%. And one eight centol three to six percent peppermint oil also contains small amounts of many additional compounds, including limon, pugoin, kilophenic, and pyrene. Peppermint contains terpenoids and flavonoids such as citron. Hesperin and camel fork. 
I know I've been spawned like half all of that. I don't know what any of those Texas words mean. Texas Mike from the science desk, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's all, it's all science I couldn't say that stuff. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Well, whatever those compounds are, apparently they're in short supply. <laughs> we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hello? Oh, nobody there. All right. Um, yeah, Miriam says she's married to a PhD chemist. That's why she knew about the uh, peppermint. Uh, Isaiah says it actually can be reproduced. I've made salt from mind alchemy. I've got pictures too. Well, there you go. Just, uh, some uh, mind alchemy. Um, and, uh, oh, crystal Goodspeed Korea says calling people ma'am or sir is a sign of respect. Same with calling parents of your friends, Mr. And Mrs. So-and-so. Until they tell you to call them something otherwise. I like uh, the upbringing. Yeah, yeah. Lots these days, including myself, are more casual versus formal and prefer to be called by our first name. But I don't get offended by calling by someone calling me ma'am or whatever either. My daughter, when she was younger, dated some, uh, some black men. They always called me Miss Crystal uh, in respect to me as her parent. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, if somebody calls me sir, I, I don't mind. Or if somebody, you know what, though? I've known people who get uh, annoyed. Like, they don't like, um, like, if you call somebody like chief or uh, bro boss. Or, or boss. Yeah. Yeah. Or, oh, I, I never mind any of those things. But but some people get uptight about that. They don't like, they don't yeah. like it's too familiar to them. Chief, chief is a little condescending or sarcastic, I guess. I would so it say. doesn't bother me. I use the word boss to a lot of, um, like the guy at the gas station. Yeah. I'm like, how you doing today, boss? You know? Yeah. It's not brother or, you know, that's, you know, you try to size somebody up and I'm not, I'm not going to say brother to somebody I don't know. Right. But the guy who's running the, the corner store and I go in to get $20 for the gas and I pay him and um, I'll say, how you doing, boss? You know? Yeah. Um, I think that's casual, but showing respect. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. I, yeah. I say sir a lot, but, you know, I, I have to size that up as. As I go along. Right. <laughs> so that's weird. Um, but thanks for thanks for listening, folks who who say that. I appreciate the responses and whatnot. Um, Isaiah says, I just call everyone fam, which is nice, you know, for family. That's <laughs> that I, I, th- I think that's nice. I like that. Yep. I get bro a lot. Yeah. And Lampton. Well, well uh, the circle of friends who, yeah. <laughs> well, it's easier to say than my real last name. So, <laughs> yo, Lampton. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people don't like that. I, I like it, but yeah, yeah. Some other people don't. <laughs> um, where are we for time here? We, oh, we, we got, got time. plenty of time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I just have a chunk of some boring stuff that I do want to get through because maybe it'll flourish into something else. But um, before I do that, because maybe I'll end the, the, the segment with that. Um, we've been through candy canes. Let's talk about, uh, and this is the emotional side of stuff before we get into this um, send your kids out of the room boring stuff. Public speaking. M- Matt, do you ever have a problem like if uh, the radio station called you to like a performance event? You don't have, obviously, or in the mic, you don't have a problem public speaking, do you? No, not now. Uh, I'm an introvert. And mm-hmm. growing up, I was painfully shy, and I hated anything like that. But now, as an adult, I'm actually most comfortable in any kind of performance situation, whether it's in front of a microphone or on a stage, public speaking, or playing in a band or whatever. Mm-hmm. So let's up here. We'll hold that thought for a moment. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? How you doing? Good. I was hope, hoping I could talk to Mike. Oh, 
Yes, he's here. Dr. Mike here. Who's this, please? It's, it's uh, John Doucette. John Doucette from Rochester, New York, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, yes. You mentioned yes. he might call. How are you, my friend? I am doing wonderful. Great I, to hear from you, man. Yeah, it's, great to, it's been great to talk to you here on text. I'm uh, glad you got down. Uh, I'm not going to take up the airwaves of what you and I have been bantering about. But John is a uh, doubly educated guy from the... What was called then what? The University of Lowell, right, buddy? Yeah, University of Lowell. Yeah, yep. you're, you're a plastic surgeon. UMass center. Lowell now, baby. UMass, yeah, Riverhawks. Uh, <laughs> pl plastics engineer guy. Um, but you and I um, have known each other a very long time and saw the Jerry Garcia band a couple of times, and um, uh, the, the history yeah. isn't worth you explaining. Know, you know, <laughs> the, the crowd held me up a couple times, so yeah. definitely so, blessed for that. So how's the plastics <laughs> industry doing here, John? I assume you're still in the blow molding or plastics uh, commodity industry? Injection molding, yep. Inject you know, I mean, uh, automotive molding is going downhill fast. You know, supply chain like you guys are talking about. Yeah. Just, you know, chips are tough to get. So if you're doing automotive molding, it's tough. Medical so, molding, on the other hand, mm -hmm. rocking. So, so does your company do medical. both? Does your company do both medical and, and automotive? Uh, all automotive. So that's why I'm looking for a new job. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Wow. Well, it sounds like you've already got your own direction uh, looking at medical um medical molding yeah. and there's plenty of people i wonder and this is a topic for another show or or segment is um the resources as you know i don't know a thing about it like you do but it comes from petroleum right for the most part synthetic and petroleum oh yeah yeah i mean it, you know it gets it gets affected when there's like hurricanes and stuff down in the gulf coast and stuff because mm -hmm. a lot of the plastics are you know actually produced from natural gases and things like that yeah. are down that area and they so come up to you in pellet form or do you make disrupted there yeah do you actually make the pellet form of it up there in new york or does it come to you in pellet form from texas or yeah no it all comes up in pellet form and then we mm -hmm. you know we uh melt it down and squirt it in and make plastic parts johnny can't say that on the air i'm sorry that's for matt connerton unsheathed <laughs> <laughs> And that that and the uh, blow molding. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. So, all right, I think we all learned it's something. All, it, it, yeah, there's, there's some in, in, you know. In, no, but it's cool. Some innuendos, I guess. No, it's cool. We're, we're trying to have some fun, John. Um, but it's, it's cool that you got your kind of finger on the pulse of, you know, an industry that you are, you know, wary of and something that is more sustainable. And that's kind of some of the stuff that I look at for fun you know, commodities. I, you know, I know about pork bellies and soybeans and stocks and oil. no, it's true. Don't laugh at me. No, that's <laughs> this good is my stuff. job. I, mean, I want to know that because I want, I, I, I'm, I'm closer to retirement than I, you know, know, you know, so we, we both are buddy, but I want to make money with the money I got. I, I want to, I wonder if like these, um, uh, pellets, the plastic pellets are a commodity. Are those, you know, I, yeah, I, I'll look know, into I bet, that, but you I tell bet, me. I bet they are. You know, I, I, I used to, you know, obviously trade magazines and whatnot. There's, you know, big sections on what the trending price of, you know, polypropylene is and PVC and these other sure. types of plastics that are, you know, you yeah. know, bulk stuff. You know, I mean, they yeah. they, they drive the in infrastructure, you know. Right, I mean, right, they, right. So, I mean, build it's... buildings and do stuff. 
it, it, it's, it's like anything else. And when it comes to price inflation, and my boring part of the segment here is going to be on producer price or index. So brace yourselves. But, you know, if the price of what you guys are producing, the price of what you hand on, uh, you know, to your consumers is going to go up. And that's very simple stuff. Terribly boring, but it's simple and it's mm. the truth, you know. Well, yeah, John, you, you say terrible boring, but, you know, it's it's all it about, ex- you know, surviving, yeah. I guess, you know, I mean. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Definitely, it's terribly uh, boring. I'm just. I'm. I'm sensitive that um, er, everybody else thinks it's boring. But that's me being <laughs> self-conscious. You know. Well, it's like you know. You know, a book nerd, and everybody like. Well, I'm a book nerd, and I'm like, no, you're actually smarter than I do. I don't read books, so. <laughs> like, don't be self-conscious about. It. I guess I'm kind of like that. About it. Well, hey, you know what? You, you know, what I really want to talk about. I yes. want to talk about skiing up in New Hampshire with you. I'd be happy to take that invitation. Why don't you, uh, you and I can talk tonight. My uh, dear bride of 14 years is out with the girls tonight. So um, after the segment here, I'm going to go have a cocktail uh, over at the Birch and I'll be home and we can arrange that. I'd like to. I've got lots of free time now. That sounds awesome, man. Sounds great. All right. I'm I'm rocking this uh, radio station you got here. It's going to be my new favorite on Alexa here. Excellent. 95.3 FM. Excellent. Yeah. Good, good, good. Appreciate that. Thank you, John. And and Matt, great, great hearing you. You guys rock. And um, I'll let you go and I'll talk to you later, Suds. Thank you, John. I appreciate it, brother. All right, John. Thank you for the call. Awesome, Matt. God bless you guys. You got it. Bye bye. God bless you, man. Bye. Bye bye. Oh, that was very nice. So he's from uh, Rochester, New York? Yeah, I actually went to uh, junior high school with him, and he and I got into all kinds of trouble at that age group. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> we have another call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, how are you tonight? Good. How are you? Who's this? This is uh, Chris in the car. Chris in the car. Okay. What's on your mind, Chris? How are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> Chris in the car. Um, I don't want to blow your cover, brother, but this is another dear friend of mine. Oh. I'm, I'm actually getting a little listener support here tonight. Oh, my. Yeah, Chris is uh, uh, auto, another auto industry guy, or at least from what I, I, I know, uh, who lives down in Boston. But he and I um, uh, have a lot of Grateful Dead experience. and have college, We didn't go to college together, but knew each other during college and our young careers and have stayed together. But uh, he's the one I'm going to go have a cocktail with tonight. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Are you calling to uh, confirm your plans with uh, Mr. Sutterth? Well, I was going to call you guys on a whole bunch of things. What? I don't want to be too insulting. I actually read books. Oh, (laughs) that's good. Books are uh, good for you. It's good to read. Chris is a, uh, an edu- about Ward, I want to know a little bit more about Ward Stradlater and what his philosophy was of uh, moving on and where, where do you think he went? And Who are we talking about here, please? Ward Stradlater? Pepsi Prep? Dude, I don't know what he's... Uh, I'm lost. Is he a famous economist and I'm being embarrassed here? So what's the next topic of discussion you guys got on the board tonight? <laughs> I was going to talk about uh, producer price index and consumer <laughs> price index, which would be boring as the devil. But we were actually in the middle of talking about public speaking before the phone started blowing up. <laughs> yeah. so right can, on. Can I find uh, you at the Birch uh, here after the show, my friend? 
Yeah, all right, guys. Just <laughs> wanted to call in and say hello in the, from the car. I, I appreciate you calling in, man. All right, Chris. Thank well, you. Thank you for the call. All right, guys. All right, thank take you, care. I, uh, is he actually uh, in the car, or is he already at the birch uh, getting, a, think, getting a head start? It sounded like he was at the car, but was probably somewhere else before. That's he, he, my, yeah, that's yeah. my hypothesis. I was, getting, I was getting that vibe. Well, uh, he, he, he's got a heck of a good sense of humor. Yeah. Um, so he's calling in to make it awkward for, for me. So. I, I figured, yeah, so yeah. Well, I'm going to make him pay tonight. Well, we like that. <laughs> Nemi is asking, uh, should dude be driving? <laughs> well. For all I know, he's parked out front, you know? <laughs> yeah, hope, hope, hopefully, hopefully. He, yes. uh, he's a crackerjack skier, like what uh, my brother used to call when we lived in Colorado, a hot dogger. Like somebody who's the creme de la creme of uh, skiers. He's, a, oh. he's an avid, avid, avid skier. So he lives in uh, the south of Boston, uh, out on the peninsula there, and yeah. comes up here, obviously, because the snow's great. And um, it's... Uh, it's cool. It's one of the things he does, and he's always done it. He's always been a, a killer skier. Oh. Uh, my friend John in New York is the same, but um, been, for me, it's been a sport that, like, as I get older, I just, it got expensive. And, yeah. Um, I'm not quite the physical specimen I used to be, <laughs> if I was ever a physical specimen. <laughs> Would you believe I grew up here and I've never skied in my life? Nope. Not like at McIntyre or something? Never skied. I just never had the, yeah. just never wanted to. I, I, don't, I don't do any outdoor stuff in the winter. Yeah. yeah, it's cold out. That's, I mean, that's how I feel now. Yeah. I mean, the time I spent in Colorado growing up, it was, that's what everybody did. Yeah. And it was the best of the best and moved up here. And, you know, I was like, well, you know, Midwest snow is better than Northeast snow. And like there's some ski and Chris knows what I'm talking about. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You can go skiing in Tahoe and get sunburned, you know, like bad sunburns. No you know? kidding. Like, really? Yeah. It's weird out there uh, because the uh, altitude is so high. Yeah. You know, you get. 11,000 feet around that area um, and the sun comes out um, it's like being at the beach you can get scorched interesting yeah I didn't know that well, wow huh. yeah. little random information for y'all yeah, yeah. <laughs> but thank you Chris for calling on yes he, th he, thank you Chris be he, safe he, he's good <laughs> he, he's fine he's fine yeah, yeah. I, I trust him I mean yeah, yeah. Um, he's a very smart guy he's good. educated and, and a very smart guy and um, I've known him so long he knew my parents and all kinds of good stuff like that just like John did and yeah, um, I'm gonna catch up both of them, but it's kind of cool that I had these two old gentlemen call in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, we got a little bit of uh, time left. What are we looking at here? Ten minutes. Okay. So I, I'll, I'm gonna pare this down as quick as I can here. So the Fed met last Wednesday after the last uh, Tweakonomic segment. I think we talked about they're going to meet and some of the assumptions. I know very boring stuff, but I'm gonna try to put it into a capsule here that what we're going through. And I am going to bring up inflation again, which this is, uh, I think after this, I'm going to drop the word altogether. <laughs> and you beat me like, eh, right, if, I right. if I say the word inflation. <laughs> but there's some things. So the consumer price index is how much um, products go um, go up for consumers. Um, and it's a, a you know kind of a broad thing, but the PPI, which is the producer price index, in other words, we're talking about Kraft and me, you know, or Ford and me. So the producer price index, which is like Ford, um, is the whole output of these producers. And the inflation that we're all talking about, or I've been talking about, and we'll stop, I promise y'all, um, <laughs> um, has been going up, you know, incrementally. And I'm like, oh, stuff's more expensive, gas is more expensive. And it's very broad how we talk about it. But I, I got into the numbers and I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to take this stuff very seriously and I always have, but... Um, 
what's gone up is the producer price index from a year ago is up 9.6%, almost 10%. The consumer price index just since last, uh, November has been up almost 7%. So that's on the rise. What we have to look at are, not we, cumulatively, what I look at <laughs> and what I'm trying to translate to folks who even give a hoot about this is com- cumulative inflation. And when producer stuff, and we're starting to hear this like, oh boy, obviously with gasoline, like it costs them more, so we have to pay more. But between these two indices uh, that the Fed put out um, and the Bureau of Labor Statistics and all this other boring stuff put out is that this combined is we're like at, it's not transitory is my point. Yeah. Um, transitory, and we were told this, and I'm an optimist, so I I had no problem when you know, uh, this started happening and the people who come out and talk about it, like, Hey, it's transitory. We had COVID, we've got supply chain issues, all kinds of broad stuff. Um, but when we get control of COVID, which we do or we don't, um, things are going to settle down and everything's cyclical, right? You know, the unemployment cyclical, Mm -hmm. we, it, it will settle out. We just don't know what, but when they use the word transitory, um, the idea is like, okay, we've gone from one quick point to another quick yeah, point. Yeah. Um, and the numbers that I understand from the Fed meeting last week was when you add up the cumulative inflation, I, I'm a little, you know, concerned, you know, mm-hmm. that, that this might be here to stay. Now, if wage inflation continues, yes, and depending on where you are in, you know, entry level living or senior or whatever, it all depends. Um, you know, whether you have generational money or you have no money, everything depends, but things are going to stick around for a while. Um, I like to tell people to be an optimist right now that the job market is great. Yeah. Um, that wage inflation is pretty much keeping along. You can go to Wendy's and make 15 bucks an hour, depending on the shift. Yeah. You can go to work for FedEx, and make 20 bucks an hour, depending on, you know what I mean? Or $27. That's, it's keeping pace. Yeah. Um, and as long as those are somewhat close depending on what you do, it's maybe no reason for concern. Um, so much for Fight for 15, it's already here. So much for what, I'm sorry? Fight. Uh, uh, so much for Fight for 15. Yes, yes. It's already oh, here. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was quick, huh? <laughs> yeah, Remember yeah. that argument? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a hoot, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because the people on, you know, the way I lean, were like, no, it's, you know, if somebody offers you $5 an hour and you need the job, take the job. And if you're worth, you know, $30 an hour or $70,000 a year, then take it. Um, which is a pretty narrow way of yeah. thinking about things, but that's how I got educated. Um, I know a lot better now. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's pretty weird. It's so much for fight because I drive through up near exit 10 off of 93 and Wendy's has a sign out and I, I gotta say it's 15 and change an oh, hour. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> that they, they need, they need the folks. And yep. I've said here before, I made my living in the HR sector for a while and I'm glad I have no part <laughs> of it. Man. Well, that, yeah. that coupled with like the COVID protocol or oh, yeah. try to figure out, you know, what, a, what a, a, a higher wire act that must be. Oh yeah. But, uh, no doubt. Now I'm a musician and, and an economic, uh, not columnist, what do you call it? Commentator. Yes, yes. I'm a personality. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, very good. Very good. Any uh, Anything to add? or uh, we're, almost, uh, no, we're almost out of show. Yeah, we're almost out of time. I, I do want to uh, say that um, I'll be out here shortly. I've got a couple of shows booked that I'm just trying to firm up. Oh, good. I, I don't want to use your platform as pushing my music stuff. but No, I don't um, mind. I don't mind at all. Th- I... Things are starting to fall together, and I'm starting to get some responses. 
Uh, to be honest, I've been lazy here. After I um, fell on my butt here after losing a couple of residencies, I didn't know what else to do. I got complacent, and you know, I always found gigs. And when the occasional ones came up, that was great. Um, but when the occasional ones are my bread and butter now, I really had to put my nose to the stone. And things are starting to, you know, though I'm getting calls back. So good, good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Excellent, excellent. By the way, uh, Mike Palapita from Queen City Cabinetry says, "Great information, Doctor Mike. Have a great night, everyone." Thank you, Mike. Who started? I think my dad is the one who started the Doctor Mike, isn't he? That he, was your he dad. Started calling you Doctor. Who's been very nice, con- you know. Yes. I, I don't want to get in the middle of. You know, I don't know oh, your relationship oh, with no, your dad, every, but every, everyone's everyone says that. I, I've I've gotten so many uh, compliments about him, uh, in in terms of how he conducts himself on social media. Yeah, he, he the long lamp one is like it's always awesome to see. Well, what's the delta there? Does he not conduct himself <laughs> like does he conduct himself differently? Oh no 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 oh, okay. no not at all. It's just kind of funny because. My dad was so, you know, and he listens to the show, so he'll hear this. He might be listening live or uh, sometimes he listens later, but he was so resistant to social media for so long, always said he'd never be on Facebook and this and that, and now he's finally on it. And I get so many, like, people message me and and they're like, wow, I really love your dad. You know, he's so positive and and his comments and he's so friendly. He he really is. I mean, he comments on you know, I put like a thing for my anniversary on Facebook yesterday, and yeah, he gave me a paragraph of like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It, it, it always <laughs> seems like if he ever comments on anything, it's like a paragraph always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always positive. Yeah, like when I yeah, said, yeah. I'm in, I'm in Philadelphia seeing Ween. I'm out of my mind. And he was like, <laughs> "How lovely to see you enjoying music and yeah. you know making use of your, you know, your spare time and." I love if you're listening, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I really yeah. do. I don't. I don't mean to poke at it, but because very few people, you know, my two friends who just called in were like, "Nice, that was a, you know, yeah, or yeah. like, yeah, you know, yeah. that's it." Of yeah. course, but yeah. he kind of says like, "What a great thing that you took time to go do something you love." Yeah, and um, I, I appreciate the depth of you know uh, observation or whatever have you. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. same thing here. Same thing, definitely. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Well, Merry Christmas to you, sir. Merry Christmas yes. to you. And, Mer- uh, Merry Christmas to you. Probably won't see you the last week. So I think this is my final on-air appearance for 2020 live appearance on the, Radio oh, 2021 since um, New Year's Eve is already taped. So Yes, yes. Yep. Very good, very good. Wow, yeah. well, this is kind of sad. I guess I'll see you guys next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2022, yeah, yeah, it's coming, coming. You have fast. old Lang Syne queued up there. <laughs> oh no, I hate that song. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anyone who. I don't know anyone who likes it. The Scots do. My wife and her um, mother and family they always sing that. A so oh, Scottish no kidding. thing. Yeah, Scottish oh, okay. Thing. I thought people sang it out of obligation because. Well, it's I just, didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. All right, we are out of time, guys. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And uh, we're gonna. Uh, We're going to get out of here. If you missed any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. Don't forget, tomorrow I'll be joined in studio by Alfredo Enrique Benavides. Look forward to that. Thanks again, guys. Thank you, everyone who called. We'll talk at you a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Imagine your new bathroom. 
a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Hey, just wanted to remind you of that time your kicker missed the extra point and lost the game. Even though he literally never missed an extra point, he chose this playoff game to miss. Yeah, I just noticed you hadn't thought about that in a bit. Wouldn't want you to miss, you know, thinking about it. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations.